What's up, Tanner J. Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tanner J. Man Show, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. If that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review as that helps us out a bunch. Watch our podcast live every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the ISC Sports Network. And make sure to give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some hot takes, topics, picks, and more on a brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show. We are back with another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show on this snowy, at least here, January 24th day. Did you get any snow there? Yes, got a couple inches last night and this morning. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple inches this morning, made the uh, commute awfully difficult, but we are here to bring the heat to melt the snow. Hot tapes, topics, pick some more, J-Man. Yes, sir. We got a huge um nfl weekend to talk about that was fun <laughs> that was the best playoff weekend in nfl history i don't but think I can you can remember. make an argument I, yeah i don't think in the modern era you can make an argument right. every single game came down to a uh well one went overtime yeah last possession yeah. um the three out of the four road teams won it's crazy it's good good yep. weekend of football well, got some birdie buggy for me Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, let me bring well, it up here. I've been, bogey now. I've been fighting through two questions. But I'm going to give you the one I think is a little easier. It's not going to help me. Patrick Mahomes has 25 career passing touchdowns in the playoffs, the most by any quarterback through 10 career playoff starts. Going into yesterday, who were the two tied for the most? Through ten career playoff starts, so so these two are tied for second now. How many do they have? Twenty three. Twenty three. Dang, through ten playoff games. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Brady Bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce. And Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggie. And get your merchandise, get your CSA packages. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get fresh veggies delivered to you uh, weekly, if not weekly, bi-weekly. They got a ton of different packages, so get online, get signed up. They're really trying to push that through the winter right now. So It's uh, it's getting that time where you guys need to sign up. Yeah, um, they go by almost, fast. I mean, spring will be here before you know it, hopefully. Yeah, um, it doesn't. I mean, today we can definitely hope on a day like today. It yeah. doesn't feel like it at all. But uh, here's the other birdie bogey question I was thinking about all giving right. you. So the Rams and 49ers are going to be playing for an AFC championship. It's the fifth time that teams from the same division will meet uh, with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line the last 25 seasons. Fifth time? Yeah, I was going to have you name two of the other four times. Well, I know Patriots and Jets were one, weren't they? Nope. No, they weren't? That was a divisional, huh? Obviously, because the Jets beat them. Um, (laughs) Seems like Steelers-Ravens won. That was back in 08, AFC Championship game. Yep, We got a par, at least. Um, No, you wouldn't have. You had to get two to get a par. Two to get a par? Two out of four. Oh. Oh, oh no well, no that would have been two out four to get a birdie. Uh, maybe I should have made two out four to get a par three to get a birdie. But anyways, this isn't the question anyway, so it doesn't matter. But well, I'm 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 now curious. Um, I'm gonna go back. 49er Seahawks, right? Yep, 2013 Crabtree game. Crabtree game. Um, I don't think who else played. AFC East blows. AFC South blows. Um. West, I can't imagine in the AFC anyway. Uh, 
Let's see where Cowboys Redskins won at one point. Not in the last 25 years. No, no 25 years. That's right. I'm getting old. Um, I don't know. Uh, 2010 NFC Championship Bears Packers. The Caleb oh, Haney I remember game. That. Yeah, color color got hurt. Right. In 1999 AFC between the Jaguars and Titans. I would not have gotten that one. I should have got the Bears Packers though. Yeah, yeah, you did better than I thought you would. That's a, that was a really good question. Yeah, real good question. Yep. So, what are we kicking off with? I want to talk some college hoops. Yeah, there's a lot of college hoops to talk about too. Yeah, there is. Um, I'm kind of glad that uh, we talked about the Illinois Purdue game last week, so I don't have to talk about it. Talk about it tonight. Yeah. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, you're going to have to talk about the uh, Indiana Purdue game there on Thursday. Seems like a long time ago. It does uh, yeah? It, does. it was just Thursday, but yeah, the uh, streak has been broken. Mm-hmm. Purdue had nine straight wins uh, over the Hoosiers, uh, five straight down in Bloomington. Streak was snapped in a three-point loss. Just a weird, weird game. Um, I don't want to call it – I'm not going to call it a fluke by any means, but a lot of weird things happen. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis gets four fouls, barely plays. Rob Finnessy goes off for a career-high 20 points, or maybe 19 like points. 19, 19, no, like, 20 – sorry, go ahead. He hit like four threes in the first 10 minutes, didn't he? He was insane. Yeah, he had, I think, 20 points, 17 of those in the first half. Um, yeah, he he went nuts. Like I said, uh, Jay Nivey gets two fouls, including a flagrant foul in the first half. He had a set most of the first half. Um, Purdue and Indiana both missed 10 free throws each. Indiana only turns over the ball three times. Uh, it was just really, really odd, and then yet, Purdue found themselves in a position up to with a little over 40 seconds left with the ball and couldn't capitalize. Uh, Trayvon Williams got a great shot, great look. Shot he makes four times a not, and he airballed it from about four feet. I don't know what happened there. He airballs it. Indiana takes timeout, draws up a play, and fantasy hits the go-ahead three. And Jay Nivey comes down, tries to tie it up, but loses the ball midair and then Trace Jackson gets it hits both free throws and then Jay Nivey tries to tie it up with the long three and hits the backboard and the rim twice and goes out so would would have forced overtime and then Indiana rushes the court and gave him Mike Davis his first real signature win as Indiana's head coach Mike Woodson Mike Woodson I said Mike Davis good catch <laughs> wow wow yeah Mike Woodson uh-huh um I literally watched the final 33.5 seconds of that game. That was all I watched of it. Because uh, after after Illinois loses a game, I tend to not want to watch any Big Ten basketball. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, I got to tune in. It's too close not to tune in. Um, I thought Ivy's shot at the end was in. I mean, as you said, it hit the rim, bounced backboard, about fell in. Um, <clears throat> game of Rob Fennessy's life. Of course, he's from Lafayette. Um, has he had much success against Purdue in his career up to this point? No, not at all. Nope. nope. Um, of course, Indiana was due to finally beat them. I mean, sure, a five-year, almost six-year streak, essentially. Yeah, back day um, back to February twentieth, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, the last time. Um, that's a long time not to beat an opponent in really any sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they were overdue, and it was at home. And I think this Indiana team's solid. Um, I don't even want to talk about the rushing the court thing because that's such a stupid thing that people argue about let them have fun but at the same time um it's kind of pathetic right right, right as i said i wasn't going to talk about it um i just i think it's kind of pathetic i i like i had no problem they, with it josh to be honest i i mean i yeah rush the court whatever but i mean you they want to act like they're this blue blood that's true sort of program and you, you know beating kentucky back in 2009 or whenever that was 12. 2010 2012 no, 2011 2011 was it 11 um, 12 season yeah yeah it was early um that made sense you know they had this rebuild where they tore it down worst team in college basketball and um they beat the number 1 team in the country sure, sure. on a but buzzer they, beater yeah on 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 a true buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. This wasn't even a true buzzer beater. Um, to beat your rival, and I, I know they're the fourth-ranked team in the country, but you should go in at home expecting to beat everyone, um, right. in my opinion. 100%. And to, to rush the court was kind of it was kind of hokey. It, the, there was forums online 
um, on the Purdue site before the game said, if Indiana wins, do you think they'll rush court? And most people said, yeah, we think they will. Because <laughs> there had been rumors through their student section that they were going to if they won. Uh, but no, I agree with you. Like, I know when I was on the pay crew, I'm sure it's the same way now, especially since Purdue's ranked number six in the country now. And they were really bad towards the uh, later part of my college career. Even if we would have beat a top five team, we weren't rushing to court because mm-hmm. we expected to beat opponents in Mackey Arena. Right. That just was what it um, was. And that's that's kind of the same. Illinois has rushed the court a few times, just mm-hmm. like two times, I think. And one, Tyler Griffey, buzzer beater. That's cool. You knew it was going to happen. Uh, then they rushed the court when they beat Michigan State, Iota Sumu's uh, freshman year, when I think Michigan State was ranked fifth. And after the game, Io said, that is the last time you guys are rushing the court because we are going to beat whoever comes in here. Yep. Uh, we're expected to beat them, so don't ever rush the court as long as I'm here again. Um, and, you know, it it is what it is. And it's been six years. Those freshmen at Indiana were, what, in seventh grade? Last time Indiana beat uh, Purdue? Yeah. yeah. So, insane. I mean, I mean, yeah, like there's there's no – no undergrad student there that had ever seen mm-hmm. IUB Purdue basketball. So they were, you know, they were fired up. I get it. Um, you know, I think the only time I've ever seen Purdue rush court in basketball that I can remember was 2008. Robbie Hummel, Etoan Moore, Juwan Johnson's freshman year. They beat a top 10 Wisconsin team. Mm-hmm. I remember that. was that. the only time I can ever recall Purdue <laughs> rushing the court. It's so much more difficult to rush the court at Mackey. You have to jump down. Yeah, Yeah, that's dangerous. Where Indiana's right on the court. Right, um, right. Illinois is right on the floor. But but that's another thing, being right on the floor and everything. I'm surprised, and it's hard to restrict a court rushing, storming happening, Mm -hmm. but I'm surprised now in the age of COVID that they're still allowing this. Well, remember our last uh, college football season, Notre Dame rushed the field when they beat Clemson? Yeah. I believe, and we're thinking, what are they doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. And plenty and, of programs rush the field this year in college football, sure. including Purdue. Um, <laughs> yeah, and again, you have that swarm of people. There's no way you can prevent it from happening. No, you can't. But, but it's just they, they need to act like they've been there before. I mean, all we hear about is how many championships they've won, yet they're continuing to rush the court. Like, yeah. come on. It's good. Good point. Good point. Come and then they, then they turned around yesterday and had a – you know, yeah. if you're if you're going to call the Purdue game their Super Bowl as of right now, they had a Super Bowl hangover big time. Michigan big came time. in and blocked them. Is it is is that what your tweet was about? Yes, <laughs> I figured it was because it, it it happened right during the Tampa Bay. Buccaneers I know what game. I was doing. Yeah. I, I placed it perfectly I, right in there so people couldn't tell. I about texted you because I thought for sure that's what you were talking yep. about. Yep, that's um, what, I wasn't referring to the Buccaneers. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's, I mean, that's a Michigan team that had been reeling. How many in a row? I mean, they just beat Maryland yeah, that, last week, and they actually look like they're starting to play a little better. I, I, think, I think they got their uh, COVID came through them at the perfect time for them, and now they can COVID. regroup. And what did I say? No, no, that's that's what I'm saying. They oh. say they had COVID. Yeah, um, oh, okay. I'm, but, I'm looking at the camera. I'm not looking no, at sorry, the screen. Sorry. So. There's, there's only one program in college basketball that I feel like would kind of um, not play by the rules with that. And that's Michigan. So Yeah. I'm afraid now they're going to catch fire and start playing like yeah. the team. They should have been this whole time. But mm-hmm. so, so that happened in the end, then Purdue bounced back and got a win over Northwestern without Jay Nivey, who um, more precautionary sitting. I think he could have went if they really needed him to, but sure. they thought they could get away. I mean, you want him healthy for this week at Iowa, Ohio mm-hmm. state at home. It's hip flexor. And if you mess around with a hip flexor, it can, it can, um, yeah, carry on they, for weeks they weren't losing without him against northwestern at home that that was an easy one to sit him out now if they were playing a michigan state or something he probably would have been in there but sure northwestern sure. so yep so that's uh that's how my uh my week went in college basketball mm-hmm. and you had an interesting week yourself yeah um <laughs> i guess uh kofi coburn you know the leading double double man in the country had uh, a concussion before the Purdue game, and they didn't even know it until he got elbowed in the head. Um, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> Zach Eady, big old seven-four, throwing a bow <laughs> to his face. Um, and I guess he just hadn't been feeling good, so he had to sit out against Maryland. If he was in the lineup, they would have beat Maryland by 12, and they end up losing by 16. Um, it was a real close game, though. It was tied with, like, three and a half minutes left, so it's not like – well, they got absolutely shellacked, but Underwood's pretty pissed off uh, just saying that was the um, 
the lack of toughness was something that he hadn't seen in years. Um, so I fully expect them to bounce back and play harder at least. Not sure if Kofi's going to play against Michigan State tomorrow night. He is uh, questionable, but that's a game uh, they need. They need to start picking up some quality wins. They've had two really good opportunities against top five teams in Purdue and Arizona at home, and they've ended up not finding a way to win, even though it was you know a tie game under a minute left in regulation. Uh, so they're going to have to start just for seeding wise. Um, picking up some of these games, but uh, just get healthy. They haven't caught a single break. Um, Kofi Coburn and Andre Carbello have been on the court for 75 possessions this year. That's one game, essentially. Wild. Um, they've been a fully healthy team for like half of a game, and that was against uh, – or a game and a half. Uh, they played awful against Cincinnati and then first half against Kansas State. Um, feels like a long time ago. So just get healthy. Uh, it's Underwood's MO really the past couple of years to start playing better in February. So I fully expect them to uh, find a way to uh, turn it around here after losing two in a row. So not overly concerned, but yeah, chance uh, for a big, uh, big win tomorrow. Yeah. Chance for a huge win tomorrow. They're actually, I assume the, uh, that Vegas expects Kofi to play because Illinois five and a half point favorites at home, uh, which I expect, State Farm Center to be, uh, or State Farm, yeah, State Farm Center to be mm-hmm. absolutely rocking. Um, before we pick games, uh, do you want to do word association? Sure. Uh, you must have one college basketball related. I'm I do. It started off as me picking the guy who was the leading scorer in a Purdue Indiana game over the past. 15 games they've played essentially. But then as I got about four in, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to pick some random guys. And a lot of them are Indiana guys that I hadn't even hey, thought I like about. It. I like um, it. But the first guy's Zach Eady because he's the leading scorer in a game last year. Just a monster. I mean, he's a uh, big boy. He, get, he get, gets post position. You get the ball to him. He's hard to stop. Mm. He's, 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 he keeps getting better. You know, and every telecast makes you remember that, or they remind you he's only been playing basketball for five or six years or whatever it is. Oh. He used to play hockey and baseball. So, uh, yep. yeah, he's, I mean, he, he has the struggles on defense, but he's pretty darn yeah. good on offense. It's very similar to when Kofi first got there because it was all about how he'd only been playing basketball for four years and he used to be a soccer player. Yeah, Very similar. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis. Chia pet. Uh, that's what I called him the other night. His hair kind of <laughs> looks like a chia pet, but no, solid player. I actually think the more I think about the game, the Purdue IU game this past week, I think it would have been more beneficial for Purdue if he was on the court more than he wasn't. Purdue can seem to cause post guys havoc or, mm-hmm. or disrupt them more. The guards hurt them. Um, and especially because Jackson Davis doesn't shoot outside of 10 feet. 100%. Yeah. Um, those are the kind of guys that Edie and Travion can guard. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they can guard a big man that's jacking up threes. Yeah. A uh, good player, though. I don't think he'll be great at the next level. Uh, because of those same. I mean, he's a great athlete. Yeah. He just can't. You got to shoot. Uh, a big guy. You got to shoot in NBA. Yeah. Travion Williams. Um, it's been a funk lately, but uh, best passing big man i've ever seen at purdue easily he's He's a great passer he's improved a ton from the time he's came on campus as a freshman gotten tremendous shape compared to what he was as Mm -hmm. a freshman um i think he'll have a good career overseas i'll never forget his kind of coming out party his freshman year he didn't really do anything for the first month and a half and then it was the crossroads game wasn't it that he kind of notre dame and a loss yeah yes had Mm -hmm. had his first game where like man this guy might be pretty good Mm -hmm. very quick feet for a big guy Mm-hmm. Eric Hunter. Uh, glad to see him have a great game on his birthday yesterday. A guy that's been kind of the goat on the message boards all season long. Mm-hmm. Kind of the, um, I don't know what you want to call him, the kicking kicking boy. That's not the right term. Um, but he's punching the one bag. that punching bag. Yeah, he, he takes the brunt from it on the message board, people. But uh, uh, when he graduated high school a few years ago, he's top 10 scorer in Indiana high school basketball history. So he can he can fill it up when he needs to be, but that's not his role at Purdue. He's a defensive player, and uh, that dunk a few years ago against Indiana was was huge. Romeo Langford. Oh, oh, Romeo, Romeo, we're out there, yeah. Romeo. Uh, <laughs> overhyped. I'm sorry. Um, I know he's a one and done. He got paid big time, first round pick by the Celtics, but I mean he was supposed to be the next coming of Damon Bailey, and mm-hmm. wasn't even close. Justin Smith. 
<laughs> Haven't thought about that guy in a long yeah. time. I just remember his dad being a nut every game. Every time they would come to Mackey, his dad was a nut behind mm-hmm. the bench. But uh, he had very a athletic. Really yep. Good year for Arkansas last year. Yeah. Very athletic guy. Uh, never seemed to give 100% effort at IE, though. Mm-hmm. Jawan Morgan. One of the more likable IU players, yeah. really. Uh, just hard worker, improved each year. Um, just a, I think he was in the G League last I knew. I don't know if he still is, but solid player for Indiana. One that, from a Purdue fan's point of view, I didn't hate all that much. Yeah, he's uh, had a couple cups of coffee in the NBA, but hasn't been able to stick. Uh, speaking of extremely likable, Thomas Bryant. <laughs> oh, man. Just... <laughs> That was DJ yeah. White clap too, but yeah, he'd clap yeah. and yell and make noises and whiny face <clears> and uh, uh, man, yeah, a lot of these guys I haven't thought about in a while. Yeah, so. and and that's what was happening. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that guy. I'm gonna put him on the list. Yeah, uh, James Blackman. That's another one. Oh man, uh, seemed like he was there forever. Yeah, um, very streaky player. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot of injuries, but when he could get hot, he could he could really shoot it. I remember remember when they beat uh, Kansas on the aircraft carrier and then yeah. Indiana was ranked like number three right away. And then they didn't even make the tournament. I don't think, yeah, I think they were finished. That was, was that Crane's last year? It sounds right. If not the last or second to last, I kind of get yeah. those years mixed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Troy Williams. I was thinking about him the other day. Uh, athletic. Uh, Stupid seemed athletic. to always posterize people running the baseline on the backdoor cut or something. I uh, had a cup of coffee in the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a great dunker freak athlete. Yogi Farrell. I think we've had him on the list. Before. Yeah. Um, solid player all four years. And in the end, another guy who had a cup, cup of coffee in the NBA. Good shooter. Was pretty clutch at times. Came in with that really good Indiana team and then it became his team over his career. Mm-hmm. Nick Sizeloft. <laughs> I, I couldn't even told you he played at IU. That's how, I mean, I forgot about <laughs> him. I don't even know what to say about him. He that, All I can remember, he transferred from – like a directional Illinois school, I want to say. Illinois State, wasn't it? What was it, Illinois State? Yeah, he was supposed was to be a great shooter. Just a guy that shot threes. Yeah. I don't think he shot many twos at all. Yeah, I, wow, that's a name I definitely haven't thought <laughs> in the last couple of years. Sterling Carter. Sterling Carter uh, went off against IU on my birthday. I call that game the Sterling Carter game. Neither <laughs> Purdue or Indiana made the tournament that year. Um, he was a Juco that. He could shoot it at times. He was very streaky, but that was definitely his defining yeah. moment at Purdue. Those were kind of dark days for Purdue basketball. Maybe it was a grad transfer. Day. Maybe he wasn't. He, yeah, he, he was from Seattle University. That's right. That's correctly. right. Yep, the pilots. Yep, yeah. you're right. You're right. Um, I try to forget those years, really. <laughs> Speaking of guys you probably want to forget, Anthony Johnson. You remember him? Oh, man. Purdue guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Purdue guy. Yeah, yeah he was a four-star at, at Whitney Young High School in yeah, Illinois. And sprained his ankle and was never the same. Purdue redshirted him. I thought he was going to be a pretty good player. Once in a while, I would show flashes, but just never really mm-hmm. got it going. And then he transferred to Northern, Northern Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, final one here, A.J. Hammonds. A.J. Hammonds. I mean, he was a good player at Purdue, but never reached his potential. I mean, mm. one of the best shot blockers I've ever seen at Purdue, if not the best. He's a good one. I mean, he could shoot threes even when he wanted to. I remember when Indiana came into Mackey and killed Purdue by like 35 or whatever when they're number one. AJ had 30 points on Zeller. Yeah. I mean, he, but uh, he, he was he, one. I just think if he yeah. would have gave full effort, I mean, it was telling the Little Rock game. I was just about the last to say, five minutes. He didn't yeah. want the ball. He disappeared. Um, yeah. Yep. So uh, he, very talented. I forget who it was a few years ago, was on a podcast and said that the most talented player by far he ever played with that Purdue was A.J. Hammonds. Hmm. I forget who it was. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it. And that is the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by, like it is every week, Rhett Lee, attorney at law. Rhett Lee and the law office of Andrew Key LLC are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana practice criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, give Rhett a call today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. Picking some games here. I don't. We don't have any games tonight here on Monday, but tomorrow night on ESPN at 6 o'clock Central Time, 
Number 10, Michigan State Spartans travel to Champaign, Illinois, to take on the Illini. I'm going to kind of cheat here. If Kofi plays, Illinois uh-huh. wins. If Kofi doesn't play, Michigan State wins. Exactly what I was about <laughs> to say. Um, they have no shot without Kofi in this game. So, Oh, um, I don't know. Illinois still pretty – I mean, they're not the same team without Kofi, but no, they I, still have I really think, good guards. Yeah, they and they do. However, they jacked up 35 threes against Maryland. <laughs> that's, that's not going to be something that no. – they can sustain. They have no, they have zero depth behind Kofi. It's pathetic. Yeah, that um, uh, pain so from Florida is just not getting. He's it awful. Yet. That Benjamin Bossman's Verdonk was terrible. Coleman Hawkins barely played because he's had the flu the past couple games. Curbella uh, was bad. He's battling the flu. So they had a COVID outbreak where they missed 13 days, and now they have the, a flu outbreak. So that's uh, fun. Uh, Maryland at Rutgers tomorrow night. I'll go with Rutgers at home, but boy, talk about terrible team loss out. for them. Great, their only home loss this year is against. Uh, against uh, somebody terrible. Lafayette wasn't it Lafayette. Yeah, that um, seems right. Yeah, but they they're off on the road. But given it that it's a Jersey Mike's arena, I'll take I'll take Rutgers. I agree, and Maryland's not very good, even though they took it to Illinois on Friday night. Wednesday, we have Northwestern at Michigan. Michigan, agreed. Uh, Penn State at Indiana. I think Penn State gives Indiana a fight, but Indiana wins this one. Gets payback for losing at Bryce Jordan. Yeah, they they can't afford a home loss of this caliber. No. Um, Wisconsin at Nebraska. Wisconsin. They'll bounce back and win that one. Yeah, Wisconsin got beat pretty handily against Michigan State. Finally woke up one game. Finally kind of had their coming to I could see this one being close, uh, but give me Wisconsin. Um, number 16, Ohio State traveling to Minneapolis to take on the Gophers coming off a win against Buck- Ruck- Rutgers. Let's call them Buckers. <laughs> I think Ohio State gets it done, but in a close one. Yeah, give me Ohio State. I think this will be very close, though. Um, Purdue at Iowa. I think Purdue gets them done on the road, but in a very mm-hmm. close one. Iowa gave them a scare almost coming from behind. That, that press will give Purdue's guards issue, so I hope they're ready for it this time. I hate that 1-3-1 one, one press. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Purdue's had a lot of success at Iowa too. Haven't they, they have. I mean, Purdue struggles at defense, but Iowa really struggles at defense. So hopefully, Purdue can yeah. score more than they can. Give me the Boilers. Um, Saturday afternoon. There's no Friday games this week. Illinois at Northwestern. Your favorite game of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Illinois mm-hmm. gets it done, but in a close one. I think it'll be a nail biter. Yeah. Um, They'll want this one bad. Yeah. Uh, they um, probably stormed the court, Jay, man, against number 24. Oh, absolutely. Well, it'll probably be 75% orange. Yeah, man. yeah, that's true. Um, Pete Nance has given Illinois fits in the past because of his ability to shoot the three ball. Yeah, but they're they're making him guard the centers. Uh-huh. I mean, Purdue got four fouls on that's, yesterday. Yeah, that's the thing he'll have to guard. Hopefully, Kofi will be back by yeah. then. Uh, Robbie Barron has also kind of hurt them in the past because he's six foot nine and six four. Demonte Williams is having to guard him. Boo Booey uh, went off a hot streak on Purdue yesterday. He had like four NBA range threes yeah. in a row. I don't. Yeah, I don't worry about Boo Booey with Trent Frazier on him. Yeah. Although Trent Frazier was horrendous defensively against Maryland, but I didn't know this before the Purdue game in practice. I guess he took a horrendous fall and hasn't practiced since playing against Purdue. Yeah, he looked um, good I, against I don't know Purdue. If he so. over the weekend, yeah. So I I don't know what's going on. Uh, Michigan at Michigan State. Oh, give me Sparty in this one. That would be a good one though. Yeah, home team. It's tough to pick against the home team. It is. Um, Indiana at Maryland. This is an interesting one. I'll take IU in a close one, I, but this is a toss mm-hmm. up. I I'm not sure. That's a tough one to predict. Give me give me a home team. Give me Maryland. Uh, Rutgers at Nebraska. Could Nebraska get maybe their first win of the season on the Big Ten play? No, Rutgers. <laughs> give me Rutgers as well. And you know what? Give me Nebraska. Just to switch I like it, it up. I like it. Um, CBS 11 a.m. Central Time game on Sunday. Ohio State at Purdue. This would be a good one. Leading into the AFC Championship. Um, cool. only, only time these two face this year. They don't have to play in Columbus. Uh, give me Purdue at home. Yeah, I don't see Purdue losing another home game this year. One was enough. Yeah. <clears throat> Minnesota at Wisconsin. Uh, battle for the axe on the hardwood. Um, mm-hmm. give, give me Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin at home. I think they roll pretty, pretty, pretty good. 
So you want to pick some top 25 games or are we done picking? Yeah, you can pick a few real quick. We got a few more things well, to talk about, but you yeah, can pick a few. I'll grab, uh, grab some top 25 if I can get back to it. Where the heck's top 25? <laughs> um, let's see. See if my computer lets me. Top 25 matchup tonight, Texas Tech at Kansas, 13 against 5. I like Texas Tech a lot, but <clears throat> barely anybody wins at Fog Allen. Give me Kansas. Yeah. Give me Kansas as well. Uh, Tuesday night, we do not have any. Oh, really good one here that I'm not going to be able to stay up for because it's at 11 o'clock Eastern time. Arizona at UCLA. Mm, that is a good one. Uh I'll go with the Wildcats. Give me Arizona. Arizona scores, and they score. Um, I think they're second in the country in scoring. Uh, give me Air, yeah, give me Arizona on the road. They're kind of a surprise, a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, Wednesday night we have sixteen and two Providence heading to Xavier. Yeah, this Providence team is the one that beat Purdue <laughs> by one or two in their secret scrimmage at the start of the year, and. Yeah, pretty much boards. You thought the sky was falling. Um, <laughs> but Xavier's tough at home. But I'll go Providence. Good old uh, Al Durham in Providence. How about Al Durham? Uh, Saturday, I'm sure there's some good games out here. Who are you picking in that one? Uh, give me Xavier at home. Forgot Sometimes I had to pick center. games. Uh, number 22, <laughs> Marquette. Shaka Smart, man. Might be doing uh, the best thought- coaching job in the, <clears throat> of, in the country. What year. a Choke job Illinois had against them. That would have been a heck of a road win, um, but it's a loss. Uh, traveling to Providence. I took the Friars earlier on the road. Give me the Friars at home. Uh, give me Providence at home. It is the SEC Big 12 Challenge weekend, uh, so that means Kentucky at Kansas. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. If it's since it's at Kansas, give me Kansas, but Kentucky's for real. Give me Kansas, correct. Auburn, number one team in the country. That just makes you want to gag. First time in program um, history. So uh, I think this is the first <clears> time <throat> there's been two programs ranked number one uh, during a duration of the season for the first time ever it's, since like 08, 09. It just makes you so mad because yeah. Bruce Pearl is scum Slimy. of the earth. Um, <laughs> They're really good. Ever since he's been an assistant. And he just wins things just goes, always go keeps... his way. Yeah. Yep. Who do they uh, play? I don't know. I just, oh, I thought I you were saying it's – No, no, no. Basically. I was just okay. saying they just be – they blew out uh, Kentucky, Kentucky over the yeah. weekend. Kentucky had a guy go down so, the other day, but, yeah, still. Oh, they did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Did not mm-hmm. see that. So. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you want to hit up some NFL or you want to do on this day well, real quick? Well, before we do those, I want your opinion of the 2022 MLB Hall of Fame that's going to be announced tomorrow. Well, in my bold predictions, I said Clemens, Bonds, and David Ortiz will be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I think David Ortiz is the only one of those that has a shot to get in. Um, I think he'll be he'll get in. Um, See, A Rod's doing better than than Bonds and Clemens did on their first ballot. Which is yeah, people are more sympath not sympathetic, but more accepting of PED accused. Um, and A-Rod so admitted why, to it, got suspended, yeah, which, came back. That probably helps, just yeah. being honest about it. Yeah, sure um, does. I certainly does, I would think. So, yeah, uh, David Ortiz has a shot. Um, I'm trying to think who's even on the ballot, who could be a first-teamer. First um, Todd Helton might make it. I know he's been getting some I would. Votes. I would like to see that. I, I don't um, know. He, he's approved every year, but. Well, David Ortiz has been polling decently above the 75% threshold, according to CBS Sportsnet. Looks like he's the only one currently. Um, so there, it, it might be Ortiz or bust this year. Wow. Uh, which is, I mean, that's baseball for you. NFL puts about 12 guys in every year, and baseball doesn't do anything. Yeah, Todd Helton, it's trending up. It looks like he'll get into the mid fifties. You have to have seventy five percent of the vote in order to get in. It looks like he's trending towards mid fifties. Um, Scott Rowland as well, which I never viewed Scott Rowland as a potential Hall of Famer, no. but clearly is. Just I think a solid Andrew player, Jones. But... Yeah, 
A- Andrew Jones, I've been beating that drum for years. Yeah, you have. Again. One of the best defensive center fielders ever. Almost hit 500 homers. Um, he was a phenomenal baseball player. But his, his played on good teams. Him, played yeah, on played good on really teams. good teams. I mean, he was a 19-year-old playing yeah. in the World Series, and he took Roger Clemens deep yeah. um, back in the late 90s, mid-90s. Um, phenomenal defensive center fielder. He didn't put up huge numbers at the end of his career, which is probably why it's hurting him a little bit. Uh, but he he's a guy that probably good enough to get in. Yeah. Other when than you, that, when though. You, when you, yeah, look at his gold gloves. Like I said, homers. I mean, what yeah. else do you want the guy to do? It's kind of a weak class if you're not putting Clemens or Bonds in. Schilling yeah. has a chance, but I think he's um, – Yeah, I don't he, – He doesn't want – he 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 literally has said he doesn't want to make it. He's such a <laughs> – He's a jerk. Political guy now that no one likes him. And so I think guys are voting for him because Schilling has said he doesn't want to get in. And he's blocked um, the J-Man so on Twitter, be, so we, we don't want him in. He has. He has blocked the J-Man on Twitter. That's kind of why I want him in. That's, 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 that's a hall of fame. Uh, that's a hall of fame move in itself. Oh God. Didn't work out quite well for Tim Beckman, but, um, for Shelley, it might oh, work out when you call for the guy's job every week, he's going to block. Yeah. Him. Yeah. It's probably, I probably deserved it. I probably deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to get educated real quick? Let's do it. All right. Sporting events on this day on January 24th. Let's see here. On this day, 1947, the NFL added a fifth official, the back judge, and allowed sudden death in the playoffs. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. On this day, 1950, Jackie Robinson signed the highest contract to date uh, back then in Dodger history, $35,000. What year was that? 1950. Doesn't seem like a lot of money back then either. No, it doesn't. Also, <clears throat> Jackie Robinson on this day, 1962, was the first African-American elected baseball's Hall of Fame. Bob Feller was also elect- elected that year. Pretty good class. On this day, 1964, CBS purchased the 1964 and 1965 NFL TV rights for $28.2 million. Hmm. Wonder what that's going for now. It's the going oh, rate. Billion. Couple bill, I know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see here. On this day, 1982, uh, Super Bowl, it looks like 26 from the Pontiac Silverdome in Detroit, saw San Francisco 49ers beat the Cincinnati Bengals 26-21. MVP, Joe Montana. I probably would have got that one correct. I should have gave that to you. Yeah, I kind of forgot where I was and what I was doing here. Um, On this day, 1990, L.A. Lakers' Pat Riley became the 13th NBA coach and the fastest coach to reach the 500 victory plateau as the Lakers beat the Pacers 120 to 111. Riley was 500 in 184 at the time, surpassed Don Nelson, who was 500 in 317 to reach the milestone. Oh, Donnie Nelson. On this day, 1999, David Duvall eagled the 18th hole for a final round 59 to win the Bob Hope Chrysler Classic at PGA West. At the time, he became only the third player to fire a sub-60 round on the PGA Tour. Did he do a whole lot after that? <clears throat> well, got world's number one, won the British Open in, oh, uh, gosh, 2000 or 2001, I want to say, and never won again. <laughs> now he's, I think this past week, made his senior tour debut. He's trying to get his career going oh, on the senior tour now. Yeah. Run it back, huh? On this day in 2010, the AFC Championship was won and decided in Lucas Oil Stadium as the Colts beat the Jets 30-17. to Yeah, that was a uh, – no, Jets team wasn't even that good. And they just got hot at the right time to get there. and then Back-to-back years. Yeah. On this day in 2010, yeah. the NFC Championship was decided in the Louisiana Superdome as the Saints beat the Vikings 31-28 in overtime. Mm. Brett Favre threw that cross-the-body interception. Yep, yep. 
Also on this day, 2016, the AFC Championship was uh, decided in Mile High Stadium as the Denver Broncos defeated the New England Patriots 20-18. to And the NFC Championship was decided in Bank of America Stadium as the Carolina Panthers defeated the Arizona Cardinals 49-15. to I remember that one. Didn't the Cardinals have to start Ryan Lindley or something like that? I don't, as, I don't uh, recall. Was Palmer, get Palmer still there? Yeah, yeah. Palmer was still <clears> there. <throat> That's going to do it for the on this day this week. So a lot of a lot of good uh, championship good stuff. And day, and, and before man. I forget, and this will segue us to the NFL. This is an interesting stat. The last conference championship Sunday with no Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, the quarterbacks were Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Brett Favre, and Mark Sanchez, the ones we just talked about. Huh? Mark Sanchez. Yeah. Man. Palmer did play in that game, and he threw four interceptions. That'll do it. Ah, that's why Lindley came in. <laughs> I don't even, Lindley up. didn't even come in. I don't, I don't know. Oh, I, I don't thinking. know where he got that from then. Yeah. <laughs> that, it seems like the Cardinals had to play with a backup, or maybe that was Houston. I don't know. I do not Houston know. has thrown Yates out there and Savage and Osweiler <laughs> and a whole bunch <laughs> yep. of people in the playoffs. So. <laughs> yeah. But – that was a fantastic week or weekend of um, NFL playoffs, man. I can't think of a better week. <laughs> I mean, Cincinnati beats Tennessee on the road in the last second field goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, San Francisco defeats Green Bay <clears throat> on the road in the last second field goal. Then the Rams defeat Tampa Bay on the road on the last second field goal. Then we get the Chiefs defeating the Bills at home in an overtime touchdown. Just Unbelievable. Just when I thought the games couldn't get better, each one topped the previous one. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't deserve to be in the same conversation as the Peyton Mannings or Tom Brady's of the world. That's you know, over. I was thinking about that today a lot. Unbelievable talent. Mm-hmm. But he's only been to, and yes, he won it over to Steelers, but he's only been to one Super Bowl. I know you got to have defense, weapons, offense line mm-hmm. around you. But I, the Packers have underachieved in the Aaron Rodgers era. Absolutely. They, I will even say they underachieved in the Brett Favre era. Yeah, I agree. If the Steelers would have won that Super Bowl, we'd be talking about Aaron Rodgers like we talk about Dan Marino. Like Very he, well put. He – he is the Dan Marino of this generation. He just happened to find a way to win one. Yep. Um, he has choked at home how many times? He's done Can't beat the, the Niners. Giants. Can't beat the he Niners. He's, he's 0-4 against the Niners, isn't he, in the playoffs? Yep. Um, the off. I know that the conditions were terrible, and Green Bay special teams were horrendous. I mean, they had a kick block, and they had a pump block, and it was returned for a touchdown. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers was awful. Their special Saturday. teams has been bad all year, so they had. They, it's, it's been graded out as the worst special teams in the NFL this year. And I thought um, the Broncos were. So that's well. <laughs> I I literally saw a metric where they were like thirty yeah, seconds. No, I, like I believe everything. That. Um, and I've heard Packers fans complaining about it all year, and I'm like, it's special teams. It's not and Zook's fault. Zook's the not there anymore. Yeah, he's, he's not there anymore. I think he's in Maryland, <laughs> isn't he? At Maryland, yeah, with, uh, Mike Boxley. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Rodgers could not put together – I thought for sure Rodgers, okay, they gave him – I think they tied it with like three minutes left. Oh, it's plenty of time for Rodgers to get down in field goal range. We've seen it a thousand times. For whatever reason, in the playoffs, it just doesn't click for him. I don't nope. understand it. Nick Bosa's a beast, man. Yeah, he's uh, – He's better than Joey. Yeah, he's, he's better than Joey, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they, And, they, and they, that's, they... that's another guy uh, – it's a little off topic – that has opted out of a college football season to start training for the NFL. Didn't he? Yes. Um, We've seen a lot of those guys have success. Um, And, and um, do you remember D'Amico Ryans with uh, Houston? He's their defensive coordinator in San Francisco. I couldn't have told you that. Yeah. Um, So he's, he's been like a head coaching candidate now. Um, They have gotten hot because we're thinking, man, is Shanahan and Lynch going to get fired? Like mid season, we were thinking that now they're, in the NFC Championship game. Arguably doing the best coaching job because, I mean, they're just playing their game, running the ball, playing good defense, telling Jimmy G not to turn over the yeah. ball. And I he mean, still finds a way to have terrible turnovers, but they're overcoming them. It's getting um, weird. It's getting interesting, though. Like, if he leads them to the Super Bowl, say they win a Super Bowl, can they move on from him for Trey Lance? 
I'd move on from for an Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. We still don't know how good Trey Lance is. I know him. that's what I'm saying. I mean, um, a quarterback needy team yeah, that's might the throw them a bu- an offer they can't refuse for Trey Lance. And it could be one of those. Yeah, that um, it could be one of those things where um, Jimmy G is expensive. So yeah. I don't know if they're going to be able to move his contract anyway, but they're going right. to try to have to dump salary right. um, to sign some of these guys. But yeah, that, that's a real good question. If he, if they find a way to beat uh, the Rams in, depending on how Jimmy G plays, of course, mm-hmm. um, that will be something that they're going to have to figure out. I mean, I know he's not the world's best, but I mean, if they make Super Bowl, <clears throat> Jimmy G's let him help lead him to. Two Super two. Bowls and three years. the last three, yeah. So that's tough to let go um, of a guy who's done that. We haven't seen a quarterback of his caliber lead teams to the Super Bowl since, like, Trent Dilfer. Brad um, Johnson. Brad Johnson, Jake DeLome, I guess, uh, kind of comparable. Would you, would you throw Matt Hasselback uh, in that, or was Hasselback a little better? I would say Hasselback's better. Not a whole lot better. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, Jake DeLome didn't win one. Hasselback didn't win it. Um Dilfer and Brad Johnson's found a way, but those were because they had fantastic defense, two of the best defenses ever. Right. Um, so you you can win with a quarterback that's as mediocre as Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, we haven't seen him win Super Bowls in almost 20 years now. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I don't think we'll make our picks later, but I don't think he'll make enough plays to beat the Rams. But I think their defense will absolutely keep him in it. Going back to the first game of the week in the Cincinnati Bengals, went mm-hmm. into Nashville and got the win. One of your bold predictions for 2022 yeah. already came yeah. correct. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, the number one seed in the A. At least, I, I don't remember if I said AFC or just one number one seed. You said AFC uh, particularly. So you got, because you thought the Titans would yeah. get the number one seed. So I, I mean, correctly. both number one seeds lost yep. um, at home. Um and I knew the Titans were going to be the one seed, and that was kind of an easy prediction. But um, the Titans are a team that probably need to start thinking about a quarterback upgrade as well. I mean, he threw how many interceptions? He threw at least one, I know. One real bad one late. They have one of the best running backs in the NFL, not the best running back in the NFL. Really good defense, really good coach. Um, I don't think the Titans can take that next step until they find a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. But speaking of really good quarterbacks, the Cincinnati Bengals have one. Um, again, they're going to have to fix that offensive line, though, because he's going to tear out his – blow out his ACL again because he got sacked nine times on Saturday, and they still found a way to win. They have a really good running back in Joe Mixon, maybe the best trio of wide receivers in the NFL with T. Higgins and um, Jamar Chase and who's the other guy, um, T.J. Boyd. Boyd, Boyd, Tyler, yeah. Tyler Boyd. Boyd. Um, that's a really fun team. And they're a really likable team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Burrow's super easy to root for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love what he said their kicker said. Did yeah. you hear that quote? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That the kicker was swinging his leg in warm-ups and kind of stretched right before he kicked field goal. because ah, looks like we're going to AFC Championship. Yeah, it looks, like, it looks like we're going to AFC Championship. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. They're just a team having fun. No pressure on mm-hmm. them this upcoming weekend. Zero pressure. Yeah, you beat Zero. the Chiefs once. You beat the Chiefs once. Mm-hmm. I know it wasn't an arrowhead, though, but uh, you beat the Chiefs once. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, Cincinnati's partying like it's 1991. They, mm-hmm. they This is just gravy for them right now. So, yeah. um, but we, we already kind of covered the Saturday night game between the Niners and the, and the Packers. My dad, who's a big Aaron Rodgers fan, and he's disagreeing with a lot of things we're saying, he wants <laughs> us to know that Rodgers' playoff career rating of – he has a playoff career rating of 101, 45 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. That's pretty good. Hasn't, that is pretty good. Hasn't, hasn't won enough, though. No. It's all no. about the wins there, Big E. Now, I know we both had bold predictions for 2022 that Rodgers would be starting quarterback for Green Bay week one. Now that they got bounced in the divisional round, does that change your tune? I think he's probably closer to retirement than he is going anywhere else. Um, He says he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild, which that might be what the Packers end up having to do. Um, Any team that has Aaron Rodgers on is not going to be in a rebuild. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That's it. and that, and that's a good point, regardless of what the team looks like. Right. Um, yeah, and Aaron. So uh, it looks like they had repaired their relationship, but maybe uh, 
losing in the playoffs early again, uh, like they do about every year, it feels like anymore. He just sounded uh, like a good. guy that was giving his goodbye to Green Bay in the post conference. Yeah. And the whole last dance thing that he was posting about back in August, <laughs> and then they end up losing, um, kind of made it funny. But yep. uh, um, I don't know what team he'll end up with. I'm sure every single NFL team should be interested in him. Well, um, he's got to think every quarterback need team is going to take a swing at him and Russell Wilson. Absolutely. Do you have the draft capital and possibly a good player too to throw in there to get him? That's going to be the that's going to that's be the, key. the question. Mm-hmm. Wilson will be far more affordable than yeah. Aaron Rodgers will. Even that him though, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, still. And then there's Deshaun Watson out there, but I too much has it's to gonna, be cleared up with him. I think it's it's going to be uh, quite the off season to watch as far as quarterbacks go. Um, well, even right now with head coaches, we're in conference championship week, and there's been zero head coaches hired. Yeah. Usually, they're all done by now. Yeah, so I I don't know what the wait is. Um, I know a lot of guys have had second interviews places. I know yes. Brian Dable interviewed with the Giants today for the second time. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow. They end up bringing Dan Quinn is in. Is it tomorrow? Instead oh, okay. for our first okay. interview, yeah. Uh, the Broncos today had Nathaniel Hackett, offense mm. coordinator at Green Bay, in for his second interview. And they're supposed to have Dan Quinn in for another one. Kevin O'Connell, who's the OC in the Rams, supposed to be, but they can't talk to him till next week. So by that yeah. time, it might be too late for him. I don't know. So hmm. we'll see. We'll see because Schefter thinks the Broncos will make the first hire and get the domino rolling that. for the other team. So yeah. we'll see. Once – once one guy gets hired, it seems like boom, yep. boom, boom Domino after effect. that. So. Yep. Yep. But um, yesterday's games were even better than Saturday's games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom Brady about lucked into another insane comeback that was not even due to anything he did is the thing. The Rams fumbled twice deep in their own territory. Um, Four times total. Four times total. Yeah. One go- heading into the end zone uh, that would have sealed it pretty much anyway right uh at halftime yep and um i just thought for sure here we go again tom brady's gonna end up winning but matt stafford threw an amazing pass to uh cooper cup to get cooper cup so good he's such a good good. and he was he was one of the guys that fumbled so it's kind of redemption for him um there at the end and then there i mean the rams kicker missed a 47 yard field goal short Short in the warm weather um yeah in in warm weather and so it, it was just all of that combined. You're like, that's a classic way to lose to Tom Brady. But they yep. found a way to uh, finish it off, luckily, because I'm sure a lot of people are you, happy. You that ruined that for me. I was watching on streaming. I was a little behind. And you text our group <laughs> with Stafford with exclamation points. So I'm like, okay, he did something. And then I see the pass. Mm-hmm. But it was still very yeah. exciting. I still I got up from the couch and clapped. So <laughs> I was excited. I, I, want, then, I, want Von, I want Von Miller to get another ring. Which he played pretty good yesterday. He did play well yesterday. Um, And then one of the best NFL games I've ever watched, if not the best NFL game I've ever watched, to cap it off, it absolutely lived up to the hype. All week, we've just been thinking this should be the AFC Championship uh, game. And back and forth, back and forth, three touchdowns scored in the final minute 54, and then 13 seconds left. Kansas City gets the ball at the 25-yard line and gets into field goal range. Yeah, I'm watching that. I'm like, I don't think he can do it, but if there's any guy in the league who has the arm strength to throw deep one and get him in field goal range, Mm -hmm. in that time it's him. Look what happened. Um, The more I think about that, why didn't Buffalo squib kick it? They absolutely should have. I mean, that would have taken Kansas City would have got the ball plugged with eight seconds and probably had one throw instead of two. Yep. Yep. Uh, that was pretty dumb or, or, or even just like pooch kick it a little bit, just hit it real high. And I, I know yep. you don't want to risk giving right. up a kickoff return touchdown, but how often does that happen? Right. And, and, you know, I, and we'll, we'll talk about the overtime here in a bit, but because I got a lot of thoughts on that and I know we're getting close to the end of the show, but you still, you can't stop them getting a field goal range 13 seconds left. You didn't win. You didn't deserve to win the game. Sure. That, I mean, there was, atrocious defense i i know mm-hmm. you're trying to play soft coverage because you don't want right. tyree kill to get out in the open space and then it's boom game over yeah um but that it was really way too easy for them to get into yeah it was there was, it was nothing kelsey yeah. ran his own route did he mm-hmm. told <laughs> mahomes he wanted to run his own route and mahomes during the cadence said uh i think he said do it do it they said on twitter yeah. 
that was the message to Kelsey to run his own route that he wanted to. They talked to Mahomes about the drive before. He ran his own route in open space. Yep. Pretty smart guy there. Yep. Yep. I um, hate them. <laughs> Mahomes threw for 177 yards over the past seven minutes of game time. That's from the two minute warning on. He and Josh Allen are incredible. This is this yeah. era's Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Absolutely. Um, they're they're going to be trouble for the AFC for the next decade. So's mm. Burrow. So's Herbert. I mean, in, in, in our teams, the Broncos and the Dolphins have to play against these guys twice a year. <laughs> yeah, just, just watching those two quarterbacks play, uh, I text my dad and I go, <laughs> Dolphins have no shot. Uh, None. At least you have a young quarterback. Like you said, he might only throw 10 yards at a time. It might take five seconds for the ball to get to his wide receivers. But we keep signing the Joe Flacco's and the Case Keenum's and the Teddy Bridgewater's <laughs> of the world thinking they're going to magically yeah. shorten the shorten the gap. That's not going to happen. So, oh, man. Yeah. But those two, it was just a battle. Josh Allen's so fun to watch. Mahomes so fun to fun watch, to watch. Yeah. I mean, two, as you said, probably the two best quarterbacks in the AFC right it, now. It drives me um, nuts that the game was decided on a coin flip. There's so many yep. different ways they can make the NFL overtime and better. We saw this exact same thing in the AFC championship game in 2019. Mahomes didn't get a chance to match Brady right. and uh, New England and, makes the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs tried to propose the rule yeah. change in the offseason. They didn't take it. So It's one of those things. The defenses are so worn out at that time. Yeah. When you're playing an elite quarterback, it's almost not even fair because you know I get it. I get it. Defense wins championships, but I, Mm. I I would like to see them go one of two models: do the college route, but start them on the forty yard Mm -hmm. line, or do ten minutes and you play till the clock hits zero. Could do that. I know somebody could still milk the drive for most of the ten minutes, but sure. And now. In the regular season, I think it makes sense to do hundred percent. But yep. in in the playoffs, you got to get the other guy a chance. Right, right. Um, and NBA, I, I, NBA I MLB, yeah. And in, 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 well, NHL's got shootout rules. It's kind of nutty, but in, in MLB and NBA both teams get a chance. And I can't imagine how Josh Allen's feeling. Like I have zero control over this. Zero Played perfect game. Right Played now. absolutely perfect. Yeah. And he, he was amazing. Yep, they so. lost. Um, all right, you want to pick uh, the AF or the championship games here, real quick? Do it. Yep. We have the San Francisco 49ers at the LA Rams. Yeah, that's the nightcap. We'll already know the AFC winner by that time. Um, I think this will be a good game, but ultimately, mm-hmm. I think the Rams get it done. I think their defense will be a little too much for San Fran's offense. The Rams are the only reason the 49ers are in the playoffs right now because the Rams choked in week 18. Um, so if they lose, they're like, man, we should have played a little harder in second half week 18. Um, this will be the J man's book of prediction of the week. Um, I think both home teams win. It's such a cop out, but I think they're the better teams. Um, I think we can see Kansas city in the super bowl for the third straight year and the Rams in the super bowl for what the second time, the second last time in four, four years. Four and years. then, and even if the night if the Niners make it and can't see, that's yeah. a rematch of three years ago. Or three we could get a ago. way old school rematch with the Bengals and the Niners. Bengals or a Niners, brand new yeah. matchup of the Bengals Rams, which I'm rooting for. But um, yeah, I, I want Vaughn to get another ring. I'm happy for Matt Stafford to finally mm-hmm. have some playoff success. Yeah, Jay Man's book of prediction of the week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchman for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. This email is travis.watchering at infb.com. And 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 uh Cincinnati, <laughs> Cincinnati, and Joe Burrow, you're our last chance, as uh as Princess Leia said to Obi-Wan. Uh but I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in my own terms. Help us, Joe Joe Burrow. You're our only hope. Because <laughs> You're our only hope. Everybody, especially AFC West fans, have Chiefs fatigue. I think most of America have Chiefs mm-hmm. fatigue. And don't see that ending for many years. Uh, Jackson Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes' wife don't help things on social media. They do not help things. America's no. for you outside of Kansas City. America's mm-hmm. for you, but unfortunately, I don't think you get it done. I don't think it's really even gonna be very close. Um, I think we'll get Kansas City and LA Rams in the Super Bowl. Yep, I agree. Hit me with that birdie bogey. 
Yes, I will do that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, who we've talked about in nauseum <laughs> during this podcast, he has 25 career passing touchdowns in the playoffs, the most by any quarterback through 10 career playoff starts. What two quarterbacks are right behind him on that list with 23? Um, Brett Favre? No, he's not in top five. Peyton Manning? Not in the top five. Oh Lord, just give me a just give me a bogey. <laughs> you got a bogey. Uh, rounding out the top five, two guys with twenty-two: Dan Marino and Aaron Rodgers. The two guys with twenty-three: Kurt Warner and Drew Brees. Warner, I was thinking Marino, but I'm like, nah. That he he wasn't one of them anyway, I guess. But uh, wouldn't even thought of Kurt Warner, and I should have because he's great show on turf. Great show on turf. They threw the ball all over the place. Brees, yeah. any offense he was in, think- and a lot of those were with yeah. San Diego. Not, you know, yeah. some of them. So, yeah, they threw the ball around the field. Disappointed in myself. Wrap us up for episode 271 there, J-Man. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show. Have a fantastic week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday. See you later.